Hello, I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're a, a couple, couple of, of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. And today is a special day because we're going to be playing the first session of our actual play campaign. Yay! Yeah, woo! But before we dive in, would you like to take a moment to introduce your character to the listeners? Yeah, so we talked about Naboon last episode, but I'll give a quick recap. Naboon is a first-level warlock with the genie patron. He is a changeling, and in the world that you have created, changelings are genetic mutations. So they are born into the family that they're born in, and they look like that race, but then they can do the normal changeling thing of shape-changing. So Naboon was born into a Vidalcan family, so he looks like a Vidalcan. He's about six feet tall. He has blue skin purple eyes, and blonde hair. And as I said, he's a first-level warlock. He's got the genie patron. A quick uh, recap of his backstory. So Naboon grew up in the Vidalcan society and was being educated as they usually are, but he wasn't super keen on, you know, as much schooling as Vidalcans are given. And one day he found a map in the library that led, or like it said something about a genie on the paper. So he went down the path and found the lamp. He rubbed it, not being able to read the lamp. Wished that he was no longer like beholden to his family and Vidalcan society. The genie said done and transferred all those um, obligations onto himself. So now Naboon is beholden to this genie. Yep. And now uh, he goes back to the Vidalcan city of... Nerez. Nerez. Oh, I was so close. He goes back to the Vidalcan city of Nerez. Um, when he goes to his family's home, they don't recognize him. So he runs away, crying, trips, falls down some stairs, and like hits his head. When he next wakes up, he's visually impaired. Um, so he spends the next six months in adjustment to blindness training, learning how to live with his new impairment. And after those six months have passed, he's decided to go off adventuring. So we've done a couple homebrews for his visual impairment. So what we said, since he's newly dealing with his vision impairment or vision loss, he will have some disadvantages. So he can see about 30 feet and he can see things that are blurry. So anything that's beyond 30 feet that he tries to see with either a perception um, or like make a ranged attack at them, will be a disadvantage and he cannot target things that are more than 30 feet away with any spells that say a creature you can see. So those are kind of the two main ones and uh, he has a white cane that he uses now. Not only does it like just do the normal thing that white canes do so you can tap it side to side to find objects in front of you and stairs and you know stuff like that. Yeah. But it also gives him a bit of blind sight so. Yes. Pretty good recap of your boy Naboon. We, we should just do five minute episodes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Who was the fun in that? I completely agree. All right. Time for some exposition. Exposize me. I'm glad you didn't say expose me. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been worse for certain. <laughs> okay. After completing your adjustment to blindness training in Nerez, you decide to leave the city. You keep encountering your parents and younger sister, and their lack of recognition still pains you greatly. 
Having spent your whole life, except your brief, ill-advised excursion into the Adea Desert in Nerez, you wish to see more of the world. After stocking up on supplies, including a magic white cane, you join a trading caravan, since you aren't as confident in your adventuring abilities as you once were. You also figure that being in a large group on a major route will be safer than venturing off yourself. You and the caravan set out on the Antonora Way, the major road through the Stone Spires. The Stone Spires is the large mountain range that makes up most of the eastern half of Akira's terrain. During the journey, you befriend Dagnal Ironfist, a young adventurer traveling to Onaluma to try and join a renowned, but slightly secret, adventuring school. She's a mountain dwarf who recently finished a stint as a blacksmith in a band of mercenaries and is looking for adventure. Dagnal regales you with tales about Airden, the elf said to run this school. Legend has it that he's a master of dragons, and that he battled them, learned about them, and, on one occasion, even tricked one into giving him his gold. Legend also has it that Airden retired to Almaluma with the Dragon Sword to start the Ironheart Institute, an adventuring school, to pass on his vast knowledge. You decide to join Dagnal, because adventuring training sounds like the perfect opportunity to gain the skills you seek. After about two and a half months, you and the caravan arrive in Almaluma early on the 2nd of Baag, just in time to partake in some of the festivities of the New Year's Festival. During Baag, everyone celebrates the prosperity to come and thanks the gods for the previous year's bounty, especially Athian, the goddess of nature, Tesmira, the goddess of agriculture, and Aitar, the god of life. There are tons of feasts and music and dancing galore. Alnaluma is a huge, bustling city located in the Stex Forest in southeastern Akror, and the largest elven city in Akror. The population is about 10,000, with about 50% being elvish, 20% human, and the rest a mix of the other peoples who inhabit Cosnos. In such a large city, one can find almost anything they could want to do or buy. Excellent. And uh, you said, what time of year is Baag? So Baag is the first week of the year, and it celebrates the end of winter and the start of spring. Okay, so that's a bit cold. Yeah, it's probably a bit chilly for Naboon, who is used to living in a desert climate. Mm -hmm. He's wearing three sweaters. (laughs) Yes. And a coat. Yes. (laughs) But it is probably a bit warmer than it has been for most of the time you've been traveling because you're no longer in the mountains. Sounds good. Yeah. So is there um, anything you would like to do in the city right away as soon as you arrive? It's early in the morning, like maybe 7 a.m. How big was Nerez compared to Alnaluma? That is a great question. Like am I in similar territory here? Is it a big city compared to my little small town? Or so Nerez is a pretty big city. I would say it's almost as big as Alnaluma. Alnaluma is also the capital of Akror. Okay. So the capital, that gives me a little context. Yeah, Thank but you. Nerez is also a major city. All right, so he's feeling much more at home here than he was back in. Uh, on the road between right. here and there. Yeah. So I guess he'll uh, he'll turn to his new friend Dagnall and say, "Well, Dagnall, would you like to perhaps get a drink or something and look for some adventures?" Yeah, yeah, I do. I do want to find the place. I know there's a tavern that the the students frequent, and we just gotta find it. The Tipsy Tankard. Uh, I mean... The Gusty Gull. The Gusty Gull. These are great tavern names. The Leaky Lizard. You know, if we ever want to retire and open up a tavern together, you're in charge of the name. Excellent. (laughs) 
Well, okay. um, perhaps we could ask around. There's many people on the streets. and Yeah, there's about. lots of people. Yeah, so the streets are, um, like, even though it's early morning, like, there are a lot of people around. Like, it looks like there are extra people in the city for the celebration. After maybe an hour or so, you start, like, piecing together a little bit more and more that, like, oh, yeah, it's over in this section of the city or whatever. And then you eventually figure out that, it is the dragon's fang, and you get there. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll walk in. From the outside, it looks rustic, beautiful, and peaceful. Sandstone bricks and marble stones make up most of the building's outer structure. As you enter the tavern through the old metal door, you're welcomed by aromas of roasting meats. The elf bartender is working up a sweat, but still manages to welcome you with a short wave. It's as lovely inside as it is on the outside. Tree logs support the upper floor and the lanterns attached to them. The walls are mostly bare, except for a board with notices tacked up on it near the front door. Right when you enter, you see a semicircular stage off to your left. There's a long bar in the back with several stools at it and about a dozen barrels of ale behind it. You see a doorway behind the bar, which you assume is where the delicious scent is wafting from. Close to the stage are a few small round tables with stools surrounding them. Half a dozen large rectangular tables with long benches take up the right half of the room. In the back corner is a set of stairs leading upstairs, where you are sure rooms are located. Since it is still quite early in the morning, there are only a few patrons enjoying an early breakfast. So yeah, you get in here, um, Dagnall kind of gave you the lay of the land. How far is the bar from the door? Great or question. The bartender is approximate. Greater yeah. than 30 feet or less than? That's the question. I would say like 40 feet. Okay. Naboon does not see the wave and does not reciprocate. <laughs> mm -hmm. He will say uh, to Dagnall, why don't you go check out the board and I'll find my way to a table. So he'll go to one of the long rectangular tables. Sounds good. She's like, good idea. We need to make some money so that, you know, we can keep staying here. Because, you know, I mean, it's more expensive to stay in a city than elsewhere. Yes, but the accommodations are so much nicer, Dagnall. I agree with you. <laughs> but... We gotta make some bank. That's, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'll be back. And she goes over to the board. He'll tap his way to a long rectangular table and sit down. Sounds good. A young woman with pale green skin walks up to you. She says, hello, I'm Sorka. What can I get you? Hello, Sorka. A bit of breakfast for my companion and I would be lovely. And uh, perhaps we'll just do water. It's a bit early. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, do you want any tea or anything? We've got tea, we've got some coffee. Um, I don't do coffee myself, but I will take some tea. Okay. Um... Dagnall, you want coffee or tea? <laughs> He's just shouting. I want an ale! What are you talking about? Okay, uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. One ale, one, uh, let's just do a, you know, a chai tea. Or whatever you have, you know, I'm not particular. <laughs> Yes, we have some chai. I'll I'll get that for you. Thank you. No problem. Tacked in front of several other notices, Dagnall sees a notice about a missing person and grabs it. She brings it back to the table where you're sitting and tells you about it. Hey, Naboon, I found this notice for a missing person. If we find him, it's 50 gold. It's a lot of money. <laughs> That's more than I've ever had, I think. Yeah. That would be excellent. Uh, what are the details? Sure, sure. I'm sorry I said that word so weird. <laughs> That's fine. I'm used to your... Cadence. Yeah, I was going to say, like, eccentricities. 
Uh, I, you are too kind to call them that. <laughs> it looks like it's pretty fresh, too. The paper isn't even wrinkled. Excellent. Yeah, uh, so maybe we'll beat other people to it. Yeah, let's see. What do we got? Missing. Wink wrench coil. Goblin man. Last seen on Bog 1 at Lord Applemere's residence on Senna Lane. If you have any information about his whereabouts, please come to the Hall of the Council and ask for Knight Brooks. Reward, 50 gold. All right. Uh, we can certainly do that. I've ordered us breakfast, though, so we should eat first. And... Oh, of course we should. Yeah. Do you uh, don't want to adventure on an empty stomach. <laughs> you got that right. And yeah, so it says he was last seen yesterday. Yes, I for sure knew the date. <laughs> Certainly did not not know the date, Daniel, and he'll like slap her shoulder. <laughs> I didn't question that you did or did not know the date. Oh, of course I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you finish your breakfast, and Dagnall um, says, uh, maybe we should book a room here. You know, it's pretty busy, and oh, let's yes. try to see if there's a free room. Yeah, good thing it, the server's name was something like Sorka, Sorik. Something <laughs> like that, so just uh, go ahead and, you go ahead and uh, call her over. <laughs> Dagnall, like, waves <laughs> at uh, Sorka, and she walks over. Yes, may I may I help you? I'm I'm Sorka. Sorka, so lovely to see you again. Uh, we were wondering if we could perhaps rent some rooms for a night, just one night. And oh, I mean, yes, I don't do that. Caltian, uh, the bartender, he runs the establishment. He'll take care of. That oh, for you. all right, thank you. Well, we yes. will handle that with him. Anything else you need? I'm all set with my meal and tea. That's lovely. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Um, yes. Yes, so, uh, do you know anything about this Lord Applemere and where he lives? Oh, yeah, he lives, um, about 20 minutes away. Could you make us a map? Uh, uh, sure, and she... I'll go, I'll get the rooms, you handle this, and then I'll, I'll head to the bar. Okay, sounds good. And Sorka, on the back of the notice, draws up a map of, like, where you are and how the streets to kind of get there. Sure. And she also says that um, she knows where it is because Lord um, Applemere's family is famous for brewing cider, and they they get cider from him to supply their establishment. All right. I'll go to the bar and ask... Uh, Keltian? Keltian. I actually remembered this name. Oh, for my one. goodness. I was about to say Keltian, and you made it look like I didn't remember. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Keltian. Uh, yeah, what can I help you with? I was wondering, uh, what kind of accommodations do you have available? Uh, yeah, so we've got... Let me look here. We've got one single room left with a one bed and a room with two beds left in it. Uh, I would like the second if you have that. Uh, I'll take the two-bedded room... Sure, that'll be uh, one gold per night. How many nights are you looking to stay? We'll say one for now. Sounds and I'll put a gold on the table good. or the bar. Sure. Slide it over, and then I'll head back to the, or I guess take the key or whatever. Yeah. And I'll head back to Dagnall and Sorka. Okay. So you finished up, you got everything. 
Um, is there anything else you want to do before you head over to Lord Applemere's house? Yeah, I will uh, just pay for the food and we'll head out. So I asked Sorka, how much, uh, how much for the meal? Five silver for the two of you. All right, I'll put down six silver and we'll head out. Thank you. You know, since we're going off and we're going to check this out, and I mean, this will be a bit of an adventure. Who knows what we might encounter? Maybe we'll get into some fights. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Uh, it most certainly would not be what I would categorize as great. Where's the fun and excitement? You need to get in a couple scrapes, Naboon. Put some hair on your chest. Ha-ha! Uh, that's a good point. Uh, and I hadn't considered that. But Dalkin don't really have hair. So... <laughs> well, us dwarves got plenty. Um, let's, you know, we should stop and get, let's get a healing potion. Uh, Do you got the money for that? I have enough to buy one. All right. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan because I have no way of healing. So if you get hurt, uh, you are, well, I'll do my best, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I mean, if you get hurt, I'm in trouble. That's... (laughs) That's true. You need someone big and burly and brawny to keep you... Well, you are a bit scrawny, aren't you? Yeah, that's fine. I prefer lean or, you know, scrappy. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. Okay, so you walk a bit and you find an adventuring store. I'm going to name it Albrecht's Adventuring Accoutrement. And let's roll to see what he looks like. He's a gabo. All right. So you enter this establishment and a very dark green, like almost black, it's so dark green skin. Hello, I am Albrecht. What can I uh, help you with? You looking for anything in particular? Uh, you said your name's Aldrich, sir. You're the... No, my name is Albrecht. Albrecht, I apologize. I have trouble reading and also hearing names and remembering them for more than five seconds. It's a condition that I don't actually have, but I pretend I do because it makes me look a little better. But we are in the market for a healing potion or a potion of healing, if you have such a thing. Yeah, I got about, uh, I got 12. 12? Well, unless you have some sort of bargain where they're 12 for the price of one, I think we'll just go with one. Good one. (laughs) I like this kid. Where'd you find him? I am from Nerez. Have you been? Uh... Can't say I have. It's a beautiful city. Uh, right near the desert, you can look upon the dunes. It's very calming. It's also right by the ocean. If you look the other way, you can look upon the waves. It's also very calming. It's a very calming city in Nerez. <laughs> <laughs> I can only see so far now, so gazing upon nature has lost a bit of appeal, but, you know, you can't really appreciate it in the city surrounded by trees. Uh, there, there are lots of trees around here. All right, Albrecht, do you have, uh, how much are these healing potions going for? What's the going rate? Ah, uh, let me roll and see. That's a weird thing to say, Albrecht. <laughs> you shut your mouth. All right, I'll tell you this. You look like you need a little bit of help. We're, new- we're newbies. Is that obvious? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen someone so skinny as you in quite some time. I prefer lean. (laughs) Lean, skinny, tomato, tomato, whatever. 
All right, I'll give you one for 45 gold. I'd look at a diagonal. That would be amazing. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I think, you know, 45 gold seems reasonable, but you know what's more reasonable is 40. All right, um, (laughs) roll me a persuasion check. The first actual check of the game. Now who's singing? It's always us, both of us. True. A persuasion check coming up. That's a 11 total. Look, I admire you trying to haggle, but I already went down. I appreciate it, Albrecht. I will accept 45, and you know what? You're a good man. All right. (laughs) Tell him where you went to get the great deal. Oh, but don't I tell him what will. deal you got. Just tell him. Great deals at Albrecht's. Yeah. All right. And what the name of this establishment is Albrecht's Accoutrement? Albrecht's Adventuring Accoutrement. Oh, I missed the second A. Excellent. That's a, I love the alliteration. Thank you. Did you come up with that? You bet your ass I did. We're thinking about opening a tavern. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking um, perhaps the Leaky Lizard. Any thoughts? My thought is I don't want my lizard to be leaking. That's that's a good point. All right, we'll workshop it. (laughs) All right. When I come back, uh, we'll have new names for you to hear uh, because I like your style. Sounds good. All right, so. I'll uh, let you know if it's a good one or not. I appreciate you, and I believe you will be honest because you've been nothing but honest so far. Yes. I appreciate that in a goblin. Or anyone. All right, so uh, Dagnall, I assume, will hand over the her money, probably all of her money. <laughs> I would say it's like two-thirds of her money. Okay. Since she did have more money than you. Yeah, that's fair, because she was, like, you know, employed before this. <laughs> she was working, unlike you, who was a student. Student of life, always. Mm-hmm. And more recently, a student of actual schools. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so after you... Yeah, we'll ask um, Albrecht to uh, modify the directions just to, like, get us there from here. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm he guessing does. he does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll head to the Applegate. Is that what it's called? Apple Mirror. God dang it. <laughs> Seriously, I'm too... I'm getting old. <laughs> cannot remember any name. <laughs> the Apple Mirror Estate is where we will head. Yes. So you walk for like 20 minutes using the directions that Sorka and Albrecht gave you. And when you arrive at the manor house, you know you're at the right place because there is a plaque on the gate with the name Applemere and a family crest with apples on it. It is a large three-story stone building with an impeccably kept garden and there are some apple trees in there. And Dagnall tells you about it. And you know... It seems kind of excessive to me for there to be all of this. Like, look at this. It's three stories. Look at that. Who needs all that space? But did you consider, like, look at their style, though. Like, this apple insignia and their apple mirrors. That's so good. I yeah, love I'm sure it, it was on purpose. But but, and know, the McSider. Yeah, yeah but you just, know what? That's just, they could have spared some expense. They didn't need to get the custom things made, you know? They probably have an orchard in the back. It makes sense. And, and we're just having this conversation. An orchard in the, the city? Who has room for that? How, um, about, how big are their grounds? That's excessive. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. I will give you that. Perhaps As, the orchard's outside the city. I'm not sure. 
All right, so you enter the gate and you're walking up to the door as you're having this argument. Yeah. And the door has a carved apple motif on it. Ah, just I don't. Just before I knock, I appreciate this. Look at this. I'm assuming that she He's told like you. She's touching it. Yeah, okay, she, yeah. She says there's an apple on the door or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure, it's made well and all. And I can appreciate a well-crafted thing. But, like, you could have just had a normal door. Okay, maybe I should do the talking inside. You seem a bit agitated. And I I see where you're coming from. But People like him screwed my family okay i just that's that's tough you know what we should talk about that for sure but first we do i mean we i feel like we got to be on his good side to get this job going well you know right you're right and if he's a jerk maybe just we'll egg his house got it okay i was gonna say like swipe a a candelabra or something but yeah we can Uh, even better we could do both why not both So he'll knock on the door. Uh, before you knock, how about we ring this bell that is there? His hand's raised to knock, and he goes, yep. <laughs> and I direct good. him, like, a foot to the right, <laughs> and he finds the bell. Okay, he rings the bell. And a gnome butler answers the door. Hello, I am Bertrand. How How can I help you? Hello, uh, sir. We are looking for the uh, Lord Applemere, and we have questions about the disappearance of Wink. We are hoping to help out and find hey, quick, this. Come inside. You shouldn't be talking about him out. There's there's okay. people about, you know. I mean, uh, he, he was kidnapped. Come on. Nimbin looks around and only sees Dagnall and the gnome. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> sure. I just... We need to take precaution. That Certainly. is all I am saying. All right. This is uh, strange, right? Yes. All right. It's, uh, usually people just say, come in, but uh, you you work up it. <laughs> <laughs> please wait in, um, you can wait in the tap room, please. Tap sit room? Down. Like for tap dancing? This is excessive diagonal. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the evenings, one night a week, usually, but every night this week, Lord Applemere opens up the first floor of his residence, uh, this tap room, and the there are musical performances. There's a stage over here. And you did this last night? Yes. And that's when someone got kidnapped from here? It was in the middle of the night. Okay, like after the festivities. After the festivities. Okay, that's, I mean, that's at least good but Yes, and, and he sells the cider here. Oh, all right. Uh, let me go and let me go get Lord Applemere. All right. We will wait here in the tap room. All right. So, after a few minutes, Lord Applemere arrives, and he is wearing um, deep blue, like midnight blue clothing, very finely made. As he gets closer to you, you can see the um, there's like gold thread woven through it. Looks very fancy. Diagonal mumbers under her breath, like just <laughs> excess. Ridiculous. <laughs> that that could buy well. Hello, Lord right Applemere. It's so excellent to meet you. Uh, yes, this is my associate yes. Dagnall. She is uh, she's mute actually. It's uh, <laughs> well, she's selective mutism. It's a uh, it's in 
dwarf condition that she's dealing with. But anyway. Okay, we... roll deception. <laughs> I got a uh, 15. Plus? Did you already add your thing? Yep. Okay, well, he rolled higher than that. <laughs> um, I don't think that is a real condition, and I hear her muttering. I'm sorry, I just get off on the wrong foot. It's just, uh, she's not uh, super keen on the wealthy. What did I do wrong? It's not my fault that my family was wealthy and bestowed upon me the gifts of these oh, finances. Oh, you are you're walking a fine line, my friend. This is a very problematic I'm territory. Tell you that he is. I mean, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> yes, I got that from the first <laughs> sentence out of his mouth. Well, Lord Applemere, we were just here to speak about Wink. Not necessarily need to know your life story at the moment. You but didn't want to hear about my family's famous apple cider? It's the only cider worth mentioning in all of Aldaluma. Well, it's the only cider I've heard about in Aldaluma, so you're off to a great start. Excellent, excellent. That's what I like to hear. I guess, what what would you like to know? We are here to investigate the disappearance of Wink. We saw this notice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, look at that. The, the Knights of the Council were quick to my, well, call that Wink disappeared. I, I don't know. See, the thing is, you know, let's... Let's take this up to my study to discuss. So you guys walk up to the third floor. All right. And he tells you that um, Wink is, well, he's in witness protection. So it's a bit of a not great that he uh, got taken. He's, see, he's a witness for a a high-profile trial that's actually set to take place next week as soon as the New Year Festival's over. My my assumption is that, well, the, the people that are... That he's going to, you know, witness Implicate, against. yes, yes, are uh, not, not too keen on it. The persecuted, is that the right word? <laughs> the prosecuted, well, they'd be the defendant. Oh, yes, okay. He'd be on the side of the prosecution. You don't seem to know a lot about the law. I certainly did not study it, so... That is apparent. (laughs) Thank you, sir. (laughs) Thank you for helping me realize my shortcomings, and I will do my best to achieve greatness in the law at some point. As you should. But for now, um, perhaps uh, you could tell us a bit more about this disappearance. You say you saw him last night and... Yeah, he was... um... He obviously couldn't really partake in the festivities, but, you know, he could enjoy the entertainment from his chamber just just downstairs. He was staying on the second floor. He, you know, had um, my wait staff had brought him some food. There were, like, I, I have guards who are protecting him, but they unfortunately, they were knocked unconscious and, and didn't see their assailants, so I'm... They can't really tell you who did it. Well, I, I think we should definitely talk to these guards and perhaps see where he was taken from. Sure, sure. Uh, let let me show you where he was staying. Um, so then you're led to the bedroom on the second floor where Rink was staying. Uh, the room is in complete disarray, There and there are signs of a struggle. There's a fireplace on one wall, a large bed is against another wall, and the feathers are coming out of the mattress. 
That will be a bit of an expense to replace. Only the finest for my guests. This guy is just the worst. <laughs> you uh, made him. <laughs> I was being Dagnal. Oh, okay. That was Dagnal. <laughs> Got it. The bedclothes. touches her shoulder, and when she like looks at his hand, he gives a small thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bedclothes are torn as well, and everything is knocked off of the bookshelves, and the chair at the desk is knocked over. All right, Naboon is going to look, uh, are there any windows? Um, there are two windows. Okay. Um, all right, Lord Epamir, uh, if you don't mind fetching the gods for us or having... Yes, sure, uh, I, sending... I will I will have them come and talk to you. All right, uh, yeah, we'll just quick check out the room. So, Naboon will say to Dagnall, uh, maybe, uh... You check for clues over there, and I'll check over here. Yeah, I'll um, I'll look at the the bed. I'll check the windows. Sounds good. So, uh, Naboon will check the windows. Um, he'll just kind of feel around the frame, see if like you know, feels like there's a broken latch or something like that. Okay, sure, sure. Roll me a perception, and since you're feeling it, you can have advantage. All right. Since he has trained on using his fingers to feel things. Okay, that's a 12 or a 3, so I'll take that 12. Okay. Is your wisdom a 10 or 11? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's boy. It's uh, 11. Okay. Not trained in perception. Got well, plus zero. as you're looking at the window, it um the window isn't broken, and the latch doesn't feel like it was broken or any way, so like, it looks like it was just picked. Okay. And if you're looking at the windowsill, which is stone... It um, is scraped, and you think perhaps like a grappling hook was used to gain egress. All right. Um, so after he discovers this, he'll kind of say to Dagnall, uh, Dagnall, did you find anything? Uh, yeah, this is super weird. Mixed in with the, the bed feathers, which um, are usually softer, sure, like plush down. Yeah, the I, stuffing. Yeah, I found this hawk feather. A hawk feather? Why yeah, which you, is weird. Why would you stuff a mattress with that? Or maybe it's not from the mattress. That's oh, that what make, I'm thinking. It doesn't look sense. like it matches. Well, come look over here. I found uh, some markings on the stone. It appears that perhaps a grappling hook was used to gain entry into this room. Sure. And I'll say that, like, on the sill, like, there's, like, a little bit of, like, stone that sticks up. So, like, that it would have, like, a bit to, like, hook onto. Sure. It isn't just, like, a flat thing. Yeah. And as Dagnall's looking out the window, she can see, like, some, like, scuff marks on the stone wall. Like, mm-hmm. on looks, the outside. Yeah, it looks like, you know, some, like, foot kicking, like, yeah. as someone was climbing. And, you know, I remember something about a rival group of mercenaries called the, the Rising Hawks. Maybe they have something to do with it. Did they wear hawk feathers on them? Yeah, they had hawk feathers on, like, their clothes and stuff. Would sometimes wear it in their hair. That seems like a very likely candidate. Yeah. I guess, uh, I'm not sure. But I don't know where they would be. I'm not sure I'd necessarily trust this Lord Applemere fella. He's gonna, like, say this lower. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of the podcast, I'll just say it normal. Yeah. <laughs> so perhaps we keep a bit of our findings to ourselves. Sure. And then at this point, um, three guards come, and one of them looks like 
their armor is a little bit fancier. Like, they're a more important higher up, like higher ranking guard. Got and it. they, let's roll some gender. All right. They are a man. All right. The captain one. Yep. Let's find out what they look like. They're tiefling. All right. And I'll say that they have, uh, like, pretty, like, medium purple skin. Okay. And dark, like, curly ram horns. Cool. All right. And his name will be Tavian. Captain Tavian. Uh, hello, I am Captain Tavian. I was sent to help the knights investigate. Oh, hello, sir. I am Naboon. This is my associate, Dagnall. Good to meet you. We, uh, we saw the notice. Yes, yes. Uh, Knight Brooks had us place notices all around the city since it is of quite a bit of importance that we locate Mr. Wrench Coil. Is that his name? I cannot yes, remember his last name. Yes. I'm remembering Wink. I'm trying, I'm holding on the scraps here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Wrench Coil. Are these, uh, the guards that were. Keeping watch last night, Captain? Yes, this is Tom. And mm-hmm. he points to a young male hobgoblin. All right. I have no idea what they look like. They're like hyenas on two legs. That is a knoll. Oh, I think they're orange goblins, like but bigger. Is that right? Yes. And he's got dark orange skin. All right. Uh, yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Tom. And then we've got Jacinda. And she is a bugbear. All right. Nice. And she's got beautiful, luscious black fur. Uh, Tom and Jacinda, were you the two gods here last night when Wink was taken? Yes. Yes, we were. What can you tell us about what you remember? Well, the last thing I remember was I was inside patrolling and Tom was out in the the garden on the grounds and I was knocked unconscious and when I came to Wink's room was all torn asunder and he he was gone. All right. And uh what about you, Tom? Well, I mean, yeah, I was I was walking around in the garden and um I don't know, next felt something hit my head and the next thing I was lying in the grass and there was um some footprints but foot uh, well that'd be interesting to see you know this is a clue Tom we are trying to investigate yeah oh and we did when I was looking earlier this is Jacinda talking now I found this the scrap of paper it doesn't look like any of the other bits of paper in here. All right. Uh, uh, Dagno, please grab that for me. I won't be much use to me. <laughs> oh, I mean, you can't keep the paper, but you can look at it. We must investigate it. We are here. We are so top investigators. Dagno looks at the piece of paper, and it has six interlacing circles made of rope. All right. And she copies that down on the back of, like, by the map and stuff. And, um, what is his name? And Tavian looks at it and he goes, well, that looks like the the sign of the Twelve Ropes Tavern in an Unvalian Square. Oh, yeah. Well, could you, uh, 
Nabood looks kind of like at where Dagnall's writing, and he's not sure how much room's left on the paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you maybe sketch us some directions to Invalia Square? Did I say that wrong? Yep. Captain Tavian, your yeah. directions to the place you just said would be quite invaluable to us. We yeah. are new to Alnaluma. We would love to yes, your directions. And he finds like a torn piece of paper on the sure. ground and he picks it up and he's like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's a war. <laughs> and he kind of like marks out and like says like, yeah, and here's where you go. And he's like walking you through how you'd get there. Um, All right. Thank you, sir. You want to go look in the garden? Yeah, the footprints would be great. Tom, lead the way. Yeah, of, of course. Jacinda, lovely to meet you. Uh, um, yes. I guess uh, good luck with the head. I'm sure you got a little bump. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I, I, I'm, you know, just as we're walking out, Jacinda, I, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I haven't been in a fight yet, and I'm so scared. Because look at me. I'm so lean. <laughs> you are? Lean you is are, the word you're looking for. I was going to say, me. you don't seem to have a lot of mass on you. Mass is overrated. <laughs> Mind over matter. Yes. Uh, in the Vidalcan society, the mind is prized above all. But I was not necessarily as interested in mind um, exercising nor physical exercise, as you can tell. But, Clearly. yes, I'm a people person, Jacinda. I'm not the... Uh... It's fine. You don't have to be... Um, look, it seems like you're choosing a better line of work than... Mm-hmm. That's what we got Dagno for, the muscle. I'm here for... You got that right, and she slams you hard <laughs> in the back, and you like kind of like jolt a little yeah, at the... Yeah, he like, almost falls down the yeah. stairs. Has a oh, flashback. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, I... So Tom is leading almost the used way, to it. almost. And Tavian says, um, he whispers to the two of you, and he says, "Jacinda, go on up on ahead by Tom." <laughs> and then he whispers and says, "Look, Tom is a bit. He's very green, if you will, and I'm not talking about the color of his skin. Clearly, mm-hmm. he's very new to this, and try not to be uh, too hard on the boy." We're trying. We thought this might be a bit of a easier placement for him. We'll have to move him to something a little bit easier in the future. But just, just be kind, Captain. Be I will, I will, I will tell you that uh, we did find. It looked like some evidence of a grappling hook was used to gain entry into the room. So it does appear that the outside was what was compromised. But again, we can, you Look, know, we can I, use the kid gloves. It's yes, fine. Yes, but I'm Jacinda, just letting you know what Jacinda we found. let me know about that. And All right. <laughs> I agree with your assessment. It's fine, though. You know, Captain, we all have to get knocked out for the first time. At some point, well, if only it was the first time. Uh, <laughs> enough. I, I, I must be on my way. Um, thank you for looking into this. Of course. Please, please come. Uh, if you find anything, let come come to the hall of the council and I'm let sure us know. He, yeah, he probably gave us directions there too. Yes, yes, he did. Our, yes, uh, for sure. We will make sure that it is our first stop if we find anything. Thank or you. Thank especially you. Especially if we find Wink. Yes, I have. Uh, Things to look into myself. Um, 
But you you two seem capable. We certainly seem that. <laughs> I think and it's your, your exuding charisma is yes, what makes him yeah. <laughs> have higher confidence. And I mean, Dagno, like, she's got chainmail on. Like, she looks hardy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like, he is thinking and that her- you are better off than you are. And her chainmail is, like, more used because yeah. she was in a mercenary group. So. Yes, yes. As my leather armor is pristine, has not seen battle. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, uh, we are quite capable. No need to worry. Um, roll me a deception. <laughs> That's a 19. Yeah, you're good. He he believes you 100% that you have got it covered. He has nothing to worry about. He doesn't need to send other people to look into this. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Just what I wanted. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I guess as we get outside, I'll I'll try to get Tom by himself so I can say something to him. Mm-hmm. Tom. Uh, yeah, what's... I've heard what's you're up? kind of a newbie. Yeah. Can I tell you this truth? Yeah. This is my first mission, man. Oh. I'm so nervous. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, this is only my second assignment, and um, uh, to be honest, I don't think it's going that well. Can I give you some advice I've heard? Yeah. I don't really, uh, I think maybe it'll help, but I've heard uh, the phrase, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. I think that means, like, keep looking around for stuff, but it seems like, you know, just keep your head on a swivel. It's like, a, it's a state of being. All right. I'll so try to try embody to keep that. that. In mind. Yeah, Thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, so... so she, uh, yeah, where are the footprints you, at? He walks you <laughs> over the footprints, and you guys see two sets of footprints, and they look bigger than, like goblin footprints so you assume that whoever got wink probably like carried him all right away. all right uh this is great great work looks like the work of two people that were not uh as small as a goblin mm-hmm. we will yes good work uh thanks tom yeah, no problem. Jacinda, lovely to meet you both. Yeah, um, thanks. I uh, gotta write up a report now. That's uh, uh, paperwork, I know. Yeah. Right. It's the worst. That's why I got into the private eye business. Uh, less paperwork. Yeah, wink um, at her. <laughs> I, I don't see why there'd be less paperwork, but okay. Uh, it's because I'm not really a private eye, Jacinda. I'm just really an adventurer. We don't uh, deal with paperwork. It's more of a, okay, we sure. do the task, we're set upon, and then we go on our merry way. Uh, it's okay. Quite, yeah. So I've heard great things. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, yes, I've heard great things. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you go yes, off and you the tell, square. I'm assuming that you just tell like Tom and Jacinda to like let Lord Applemere know that like you're investigating oh, yeah, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cuz you don't want to talk to him anymore. Yeah, that sounds good. That's yeah. a great plan. Yeah. Send them in. Okay, so you head over to Onvalian Square, which is like probably like a 40-minute walk from where you were. Oh man. A lot more walking in cities than I expected, Dagnall. You're from a big city. I know, but it wasn't quite this big. This one's it's even bigger. And I yeah. also, you know, I just went school and home, school and home, school and home. So <sighs> sounds like a, a lot. look. I mean, when when I was in my village, you know, it was just home, and then to the backyard to work in the smithy. So even less walking. That's for that. true. Yeah, I also went to the desert. That was a that was a fun trip. 
that. That'd I'll tell you low. about that later. <laughs> I do want to hear about that. Maybe tonight when we're celebrating a job well done. And she slaps you on the back again. Yes. Uh, and he, like, winces. Yes, Naboon uh, ends up having, sure. like, one HP when you get to the like, yeah. end fight. Yeah. Because <laughs> Dagnall keeps hitting him. Just keeps chipping away. Yeah. Okay, so you go to... Unvalian Square, which is the seedier district of Onaluma in the northwest corner of the city. And you find the Twelve Ropes Tavern at the edge of the square. And you know you're there because the sign matches the symbol that Dagnall saw in that little scrap of paper. All right. And from the outside, it looks ugly, gloomy, and rough. Clay bricks and wooden pillars make up most of the building's outer structure. It's tough to see... Um, through the windows but the gloominess from within the cabin can be felt outside there is a front door but you can also see an oak door on the side of the building in the alley and that door has a slide window in it all right diagonal i think we should maybe let's just watch for a bit and see what happens yeah oh look like 40 40 feet away sorry i know it's a little bit further than you can really see but i'll be able to let you know what i see there's some crates um, by like another building, so you go yeah. and sit on that. And look, I, we can oh, we can pretend to be playing dice. I got my dice. Cool. Let's. Uh, that sounds great. Well, just you watch and let me yeah. know what we see. And we and I'll listen. And we throw out some money, make it look like we're betting. Oh yeah. yeah okay. I got a couple of coppers, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so as you're watching, like after ten minutes, a tabaxi walks up to the window at the door and knocks a guard slides the window open and says six the tabaxi answers cat and is let inside that was weird did you did you hear that diagonal i did hear that the heck is six cat mean that means nothing to me (laughs) we need more information i agree and 15 minutes later a human woman approaches the door and knocks and the guard says 12 and she answers apiary and is let inside and then 20 minutes later, she leaves with the tabaxi that you saw enter. Okay. And another 10 minutes pass, and a drunk gnome walks up to the door and knocks. The guard says 10, and after a moment, the gnome answers, Gravy? And gets punched in the face. And the guard says, Get out of here. Don't come back here like that. This disgraceful. I don't want to see you. Sober up. <laughs> Uh, Dagnall, all right. I think I, I think I know what's going on. All right, what is it? I think that whatever number the guy says, yeah, the number of letters in that word, uh-huh. you have to tell him an animal with that many letters in it. An apiary isn't an animal. But that's like a house for bees, you know. All right. Well, maybe it's just a word then. I don't know. Okay, so it's animal related. Got it. Yeah, probably animal related. Right. So if he said like you know nine, then you would say a four-letter animal related thing. A frog. There you go. All right. All right. So do you want to go together or separate? Um. Uh, everyone else seems to be going separate. Maybe we yeah. do. I'll go. I'll go first, and then you come. No, you go first. That's yeah. We gotta put the muscle in the front. You go first. I'll come like five minutes later. All right. So. Yes. Once I get in there, I'm just going to have to wait for you. Okay, I'll come like 30 seconds later. <laughs> okay. All right. So, you, uh, Dagnall walks up and she knocks on the door and he slides open the window and says, 11. And she pauses for a moment and says, um, Beagle. And he's like, 
All right, and let's her inside. All right, and Naboon waits until the doors close, and then he counts to 30 seconds in his head. Mm-hmm. One on, one on Luma. I can't even say it. All right. <laughs> Two on Luma. Yeah, that's what Three I was going to do, but I couldn't say it. All right, so he walks over after 30 on Lumas. Sounds good. And the guard says one after you knock. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He knocks. Mm-hmm. Dog. All right. And you are let inside. So then you are in this. Um, you see there's like a small flight of stairs down. And then there's like a large rectangular room with a few tables in it. Appears right. to be like a meeting room of some sort, and you see Dagna like sitting at a table, and like okay. it's empty, and she like tells you so. Like she doesn't say it super loud, but she's like, "Hey, Naboon, I'm over here." Yeah, and she's like, "There's no one else is right in here," and All there right. are two hallways leading from the room. Um, there's one like right to the right when you walk in, mm-hmm. and then there's one like straight ahead in the back, and you do hear voices coming from one of the hallways, and that is to the right. What do you think, Dagna? Should we go towards the voices or away? I mean, we should probably not go toward the voices, right? Like, we should try to be sneaky. Not my strong suit, but we should try. Yeah, I guess that's true, but I was just wondering if there's a... Well, yeah, they're probably not talking a wink if they got them here. They're probably locked up. Let's go straight. All right, so you go straight. And you see um, a bunch of shelves in this room it's like a long like more like a hallway that's mm-hmm. like turned um yeah so like you walk in and you like turn to the right again and it's like a long hallway and yeah there's shelves with supplies and weapons and nothing looks like it's worth a ton of value and you also see poking around in the corner and it like hears you walk in a giant rat okay does it look hostile i mean it doesn't look friendly like it's <laughs> like it's like how big is a giant rat kind of big like poodle size it is a small beast okay, so. that's like a, the size of a gnome right right yeah <laughs> okay, so it's like digging big. yeah it's digging in like a barrel of like food or whatever like a sack of food and it like and it's like uh in the hallway with us kind yeah of? it's in the hallway with you uh do you think we should fight this thing yeah i think i should try to kill it all right and uh, she... will pull out his lamp Sounds good. And Dagnall is going to try to throw her axe at it. And then One I will, of her uh, hand axes. All right. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, that totally hits. And she kills it. Oh, nice. <laughs> all right. There we go. Got it. Good throw. Maybe we should look and see if there's anything in here that we might want. Who knows? Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, so going to do an investigation check. Oh, maybe. Natural 20. Let me see what I got. Sounds I'm, good. I'm checking my bonus. Yeah, I'm proficient. So, I got a 18. Nice. Um, So, Diagonal, as she's, like, searching through, she finds another healing potion, so she hands it to you. Nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Now, we each got one. Did I find anything with my 18? Um, you find daggers... A small sack of silver that, like, someone must have, like, left on the shelf as they are grabbing something and forgot about it. Let's see how much money is in there. There's nine silver in it. All right, I'll hand, uh, well, uh, yeah, whatever. You just hold on to it for right now. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right, and then 
you know, just more like pretty yeah, we, generic we press supplies. On. Yeah. So the other end of the hallway, it like narrows into like less of like the storage room mm -hmm. that you were just in. And you are continuing down and then you come into a another like room. And as you look, well, you don't look or you can't really see this. But um, Daniel says, oh, it looks like that's the room that we came from. So this must be where that other hallway went. Oh, so we just went in a circle? <sighs> yeah, I guess. That's weird. Yeah. All right. Is there another outburning in this room? There is. So, like, to your left, there's, like, the room widens. Okay. And you see, like, a hallway, and then there's another room. All right. I guess we'll, I guess let's go this way. Yeah. And you can see as you're, like, looking, there's someone um, with their back to you. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're getting um, this empty table is in the middle of the room. And they're getting something ready. And there are metal instruments on a cart next to the table. And then there's a doorway off to the side that is being guarded by someone. Okay, so there's two people. Yeah, there's two people. So, I'm going to say, if you want to try to get the drop on them, you can roll stealth. All right. Are you going to try to do that? Uh, Daniel, should we take these guys out? I think we should try to. All right. Yeah, I will try to uh, roll stealth. Well, Daniel got... <laughs> Mine was so bad. <laughs> a nine. I got a four. Okay. So... <laughs> You, um, as you're, like, talking, like... Yeah, I'm like, Dad, no, should we not... Should we take this guy out? I think you're gesturing, out? and then you, like, forget that you have your cane in your hand, and you, like, smack the wall. Yeah. And go, hey, who's there? And we're gonna roll for initiative. All right. That's a six for Naboon. I'm gonna switch to my other die. <laughs> that was a bad roll. Two in a row. What'd you get? Six. Hmm. That's total. Mm -hmm. I rolled a five. Don't forget, folks, that I rolled so bad on all of Nabid's stats except Charisma, so. <laughs> yep. My bonuses are all, like, plus one, plus zero, plus three if I'm proficient, <laughs> or plus seven if I'm, it's Charisma. It's, like, crazy if it's Charisma, otherwise it's meh. Oh, sorry, or minus two <laughs> if it's strength. Oh, do these people have any, uh, like, hawk feathers on them? Um, yeah. They've okay. got, like, one person has, like, their armor looks a little fancier. Like, it's got, like, some hawk feathers, like, okay. stuck on it or whatever. Cool, cool. That would have been good to know before we tried to get the jump on them because I would have been more willing. But we did it anyway, so that's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend that we're going to retcon that Dagnall told you that. She For sure. That. Yeah. Yep. So, the captain is up first. And he, I'm, I'm assuming that, like, you were, like, pretty close to the doorway, like. Yep. So he walks up to you, and he is going to try to go for diagonal with his scimitar. Yeah, I imagine Boone has her in front. <laughs> oh, yeah, he gets her once, and he has multi-attack. He only gets her once. And then, and she takes some damage. Okay, now it is Dagnall's turn. 
And she is gets out her um, axe. Yeah, I'm gonna say that she already had her axe out. Yeah, because like if we're she's sneaking did, up. Yeah, to we're get sneaking the up. So like she has her axe and her um shield. Nice. So her AC is eighteen. And she goes with her battle axe, and she hits this guy, and dueling, oh, extra plus two damage mm-hmm. for that. That's so a d8. She got an eight plus five, so 13 damage. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Beast. Indeed. And she's going to shout, where's Wink? And then it is now Naboon's turn. All right, there's another guy in the back. Oh, whoops. Oh yeah, there is, but he he rolled lower than you even. What's he look like he's doing? Um, he has got a scimitar and a crossbow, a light crossbow, and it looks like he's the one who's guarding the door. So he like was looks like he was going to move to like try to fight you guys as okay. well. All right. Um, how close am I to the the captain guy? It's like I'm going to say ten then... feet. Okay. Yeah, like because diagonal's like in between. All right. Uh, so Naboon will, he will raise his genie lamp mm-hmm. and he will cast Eldritch Blast. Oh, and yeah. it looks, um, because he's, um, a fire, like Genasi, or sorry, Enifrit gave him his power. Yeah. His magic looks more like, it's kind of like orangish purple. So it's, uh, like a magenta color. Okay. So a magenta beam okay. fires from the lamp towards the uh, captain, the okay. guy that Dagnall hit. That's a crit fail. Yeah. Pshoo. So actually, instead, you shoot um, some of the weapons off of, <laughs> not the weapons, the tools off of that cart. Like, you knock into the cart. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is what I'm going to do. All right. <laughs> And then it is the guard's turn. And he is going to try to use his light crossbow to hit you since you just shot something at trying to hit his captain. Oh, sorry. He crit. Uh, That's going to (laughs) hit. See what happens. Oh, no. It's a 1d8. What do we got? (laughs) Eight damage. Yep. Naboon's down to one health. <laughs> Love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, now it is the captain's turn, and he doesn't like that you shot something. Actually, no. He's he's more mad at Dagnall for hitting him really good, so he's going to go for Dagnall. Oh, whoops. He crit. Why can I roll really good for them? <laughs> I roll garbage when I'm being Dagnall. Okay, so this is his first scimitar attack. And does his second one attack? Oh, yeah, it does. Okay, she is down to one health. <clears throat> and that is it for his turn. And now it is Dagnall's turn. And she is going to take that potion as a bonus action. Do you want a second wind? Oh, I forgot I have second wind. JK, I'm in a second wind. Gets eight HP. So I am up to nine health. And then I'm going to... Try to hit this captain. He parries. So he does not, or she does not hit. And now it is Naboon's turn. Naboon uh, is, does the captain look like he's like kind of hurt? He looks pretty hurt. 
Alright, Naboon's gonna pull out that potion he found and chug that thing for a bonus action. Sounds good. So, four plus two, six health, so I'm up to seven. Okay. Which is great, because mm-hmm. I'm back close to health. And then I will shoot an Eldritch Blast at the captain guy. That's a 15. Okay, you hit. So Naboon does eight damage to the captain. Eight force damage. Nice. He is not looking too hot. And um, I guess I never said like what these people look like. Let me just roll to see what they look like real quick. The captain is a Loxodon, so an elephant person. And the guard is a human. Okay, so now it is the guard's turn. And... He actually no, yeah, he's just gonna try to shoot at you again. Alright. Uh he misses. Nice. And now it is The Captain. Yeah, the <laughs> the Captain Captain Elephant's turn. And he is going to again go for Diagonal. Alright. Actually he's gonna move up and he's gonna do one at each of you. So the first one is for Diagonal. And that does not hit her. Alright. And then the second one doesn't hit you. Nice. All right, and now it is Diagonal's turn, and she takes her axe, and she tries to hit him again, and she does. He looks real bad. Okay, but he's still up. He's still up. And now it is Naboon's turn. Hmm. All right, Naboon will try to finish the captain off with an Eldritch Blast. Oh, yeah, and she's like, where's Wink? Oh, wait, Wink? he's melee with me? Yeah, he's melee with you. I will do a Primal Surge, so his, he will actually, um, his, like, claw, or his hand with the cane in it, the nails elongate, and he kind of scratches out, like, holding the cane, like, with just his thumb, basically. You know okay. how you do that? Yeah. Yeah, so he'll, like, scratch with his claw closet elongate okay and you're really close to him so you don't have disadvantage yeah but that's a nat one i'm rolling so good Mm -hmm. so i just the claws they don't really come out with the cane in the hand it's kind of hard to actually do anything so Mm -hmm. his hand kind of like gets a little claws but then he just kind of like hits the guy's like yeah armor yeah he's like i should have used my other hand yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay and now it is the Human guard's turn, and he tries to go for Dagnal this time, and he failed. All right. He got a natural one, so. He's also missing, like. Yeah, so it, like, whizzes right between the two of you. Yep. And now it is the captain's turn again, and he's going to try to do one at each of you again. The first one is Dagnal, and he misses her, and he hits you. Oh, no. And you drop unconscious. Well, are you going to say how much damage he does? Nine damage. The boon is not looking good. Yeah, he falls down. <laughs> he collapses in a heap. And... Don't worry, I'll avenge you! I'm sorry I missed. <laughs> <laughs> and now the... Action surge. Oh, you don't have that. You're level one. Surge. <laughs> sorry, I forgot you're level one. Yeah, and now it is the guard's turn, and he tries to shoot Dagnal, and he misses. And now we're back to the captain, and he tries to hit Dagnal, and he misses. He tries to hit her again, he misses even worse. And now Dagnal still misses. I get to roll a death save. Yep. I'm not using, well, they both have crit failed in the last, like, turn. I got a success, 14. Nice. 
And then um, after that, the bandit tries to shoot at Dagnall and he hits and she takes some damage and she's not looking super great. And now we've got the dude and he's gonna try to hit Dagnall and he's gonna... He only hits her once, so small mercies. And he only does two damage, so that's great. Um, so she's down to one. <laughs> she is like, should I give him the potion? Should I take the potion? <laughs> what should I do? Um, I think Dagnall thinks it's probably better if I just take the potion. Okay. Because I'll do more damage. <laughs> sure. So she takes the potion. Garbage rolls. She gets four HP. <laughs> so she's at five. And then just got to hit him. Okay, I hit him. He's down. He had two HP left. Nice. And then the bandit hits me, unfortunately. And I'm down to one. <laughs> Good thing she drank it. Yep. And then Dagnall runs up to the dude. And, oh my god, he's taking no damage. Wait, I have to do a death save. Oh yeah, do a death save. That's another success. Nice. And she one-shots him. <laughs> actually nice yeah he had 10 health and she dealt 11 damage okay i'll do so. another death save after her turn sounds good that's a last success so he's stable sounds he healed himself good <laughs> that once you're stable you roll a d4 to see how many hours you're unconscious roll me a d4 okay two, two i two. think yeah okay so she sees that like there's a small room that that was what the guy was guarding mm -hmm. and there is like a trap door and she just like smashes it open because right. it was wood because she's like I'm not like I don't even care whatever and she gets it and pulls Wink out and Wink is not unconscious he's just like tied up okay and she pulls him out and is like I don't know how I'm gonna make it look like how to get out of here. She goes back over to the supplies. She carries Naboon and Wink walks with her mm -hmm. and finds a um like a disguise kit. Okay. And she tries to make <laughs> she she shoves Naboon in a bag. Like sure. she finds like a sack and like sticks him in there. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of small, so he, he, like, I know he's got, like, a big body, but, like, he's skinny. Yeah. So he's she, lean. Yeah, he's lean. <laughs> okay. And she doesn't do a great job at disguising him. Oh, I forgot I do two extra fire damage. <laughs> yep. The cow would have been dead sooner. That's my bad. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, it takes, like, 20 minutes, but, like... She and Wink, like, get him made up so that he looks, like, different. Mm -hmm. Did they loot the bodies? Yeah, they looted the bodies. Okay, good. Good we'll work. That's all you, that's all you need to do. <laughs> Nibun comes to consciousness for a second and says, Did you loot the bodies? And then he drops back off. <laughs> all right. Um, there was 22 silver, 2 gold. And, yeah, that's what she got. And you... Go back out, and she's like, uh, gotta, gotta make a delivery. And <laughs> rolling deception, it was terrible. And the guy looks, like, confused about, like, why 
like what kind of a delivery it would be Mm -hmm. and she's like we're done with the body and then he's like ah got it (laughs) and then he believes her sure and then she takes both of you to the you go to the hall of the council and you <laughs> go in and she asks. I am so just like, I can't believe she's like not gonna go to like the inn or something. We're like, we'll just, let's just chill to the big ways up. No, I'm just gonna finish this episode without Alex. It's fine. Do you keep, want. No, keep it going. This is what Daniel would do. It's so good. They go to the Hall of the Council and ask for knight brooks and he comes and he is a human man and he's got like dark brown skin short like tight curly black hair and brown eyes he's black saying that like he looks black Mm -hmm. um and he's like what is in the bag and she like is like oh yeah and then like sets it down and like opens (laughs) it up and there's a freaking body in there and he's like what what, why do you what is this and she's like i had to sneak out and i had to bring my friend back and i just i needed a way to carry him to make it look fine <laughs> and do you have can you heal him uh yes we'll we'll bring him to our healers <laughs> um and he actually like he calls and he's like could you get um healer clemens and one of the um other like knights runs off and comes back in a bit with healer clemens and they pop you off a nice cure wounds you're full up nice and he is like well this is this is wonderful this is better than actually we could have expected um clearly uh mr wrench what happened we did it, bud. Oh, we did it. Yes, I'm. I feel great again. <laughs> I. All right. Yep. All right. Well, sorry, I'm up to speed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, this is this is better than I I expected. I was. I'm glad you found him. Um. We definitely will need to put you in a more secure location. It's the last time I ask Applemere for anything. I don't care how wealthy his family is. Ugh. Uh, if you could just go wait over in my office, Mr. Wrenchquill. I'll be with you in a moment. Um, as for payment, you two, um, actually, I mean, he was returned so quickly. Uh, here, uh, come, come. That's a guarantee. <laughs> and he brings you over to, like, their, like, their bursar, basically, like, their accountant person. Okay. And uh, uh, how about a uh, hundred gold? What? Yes, of course. <laughs> that would be lovely. And he gives you each 50 gold. Wow. So after receiving your reward and coming back to consciousness, you go back to the Dragon's Fang because, I mean, that's where your room was. And you mm-hmm. got the rest of the day and you're celebrating. And now it's like, you know, mid-afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's starting to get some entertainment we got some music going and i ask uh Dagnall how she like finished the fight and i'm sure she tells me oh man it was it was real close <laughs> i was like should i give you the potion should i take it and i was like you know i think i just gotta bite the bullet because like if i go out you can't carry me <laughs> good thinking i definitely would not have been able to carry you yeah so 
Oh, wow, you you were not kidding about not wanting to be in a fight. You know, I really, I my aim was terrible. I think it was partially the eyesight, partially the shaking hands. It's, uh, I was You were I was so scared. scared, yeah. I was pretty scared. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've, I know I put on a tough face, but I was pretty scared. Yeah. But now I know we can do it, and that confidence is half the battle. And the other half is... The actual battle. And not dying. Not dying is the other half. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Yes. Two halves. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, more celebrating patrons seem to come in, you know, the tavern starts to fill up to the brim, mm-hmm. and you are regaling the people at your table with the day's adventure, and you're leaving out the parts where, like, you both almost died. hmm And, like... As you do. Yeah. And then um, a man approaches your table and sits down at an empty part of the bench. And he has tawny skin, dark brown shoulder-length hair, and a short goatee. He is wearing purple pants and a dark blue cloak, but he's not wearing a shirt. As he brushes his cloak aside, um, you see white dragon scales covering his torso. And he's sitting pretty close to you, so you can actually see this. Okay. Hello, I am Ramus Anskult. Which rings a bell for you, but you can't quite place it. Okay. And you include him in your conversation, and he is quite impressed. I tell him I love his look. Why, thank you. It is one I have cultivated my, well, my whole life. <laughs> I I hear that, and I just, like, uh, like nod to my own body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blonde hair and all. Yeah. And, um... He is telling you that, like, Lord Applemere clearly did a bad job at keeping Wink's location under wraps. Like, mm-hmm. when he gets into his cups, honestly, I don't know why they even trusted him. He he's... literally had a party at his house. Like... I know. He's an idiot. <laughs> that, uh, thank you. I, that's what me and Diagonal were saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't like the man. He's ugh. He is full of his own import, and his importance isn't even that important. <laughs> The way he tells it, you would make it seem like he is, but... Look, his family brews a good cider, but look, that's that's not enough to really buy influence. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Certainly. Anyways, but what what are you two doing in the city? You clearly are... You're new here. We are... We're new adventurers trying to seek... uh, the Arnhardt Institute, if I'm being honest, is yeah, our real yeah. goal. Yeah, but, that uh, is, that's what we're looking for. And I know you need, uh, you can't just like come do it. You got to be invited. Yeah, so we are we're trying to make a bit of a name for ourselves, doing a couple of jobs here and there, and we'll see what happens, you know? Well, you know, funnily enough, I know Arden, and I can get you an in. Well, that's... That would be excellent. Yeah, how N- about... He's... Uh, <laughs> Nabun slaps Dagnall on the shoulder before yeah. she can do it to him. Yeah, like... she's like, ah, this is yeah. amazing. <laughs> and look, I'll have to go talk to him, of course, but... Of course. Uh, I'll come back for lunch here tomorrow and meet with you and let you know what Erden says. And that is amazing. And that is where we're going to end the session. All right. That's fun. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I also had fun. Now, does 
I'm not sure what we're doing for leveling up. If it's oh, experience. you definitely are gonna be level two now. Okay, a little more uh, HP. Yeah. <laughs> level one is so scary because it's like I don't know how hard I can hit, and then it's like, oh, I roll two crits and roll row, and now I'm like, oop, the battle yeah. has shifted. Yep. <laughs> Alex has rolled two net ones, and I have rolled two net twenties. Yep. I was just glad that I got the net ones out before I had the death saves because it could have gone very bad. That is true. All right. Well, like, um, uh, yeah, we plan to continue this campaign monthly uh, yes. for Patreons. Yes. Patrons. So. Is it Patreons or patrons? I think it's patrons. Yeah. So for we we'll plan to continue this campaign monthly for patrons. Yes. I was going to just go into our. Oh, yeah. Our end stuff. Go for it. You can find more information about our show at a couple of characterspodcast.com. Have ideas or feedback about our campaign? Email us at a couple of characterspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at a COC podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, five star review would be great and tell a friend about the show. Yes. And another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. You can just search a COC podcast to check that out. And as Alex said, um, we're going to do this once a month. And this first one is free to all of our characters. That's you, our lovely listeners. Mm -hmm. But if you want more awesome Naboon and Dagnal action, you're going to have to, you know, subscribe to get that patron-only content. And also, you can um, submit... NPCs and magic items for our campaign if you want to, you know, get get into that. Yeah, and then we, at a higher tier, you can also even if you're if you're crazy and you want to give us a ton of money every month, then you could actually play in a session with us. Yeah. Yeah, we'll schedule something, have you come in and join the adventure and see what happens. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm excited. So check out ACOC Podcasts on Patreon to find out more info on all those benefits. Yes. You can also support us by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash ACOC Podcast. And any purchase that you make there through our affiliate link will help support our show. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex in Wonderland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana Dr. Quinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. And hopefully not a one. Sorka. So Sorka. Sorka. Gosh. Sorka. <laughs> We're never going to see her again, and I'm going to remember her name forever. <laughs> Aldrich Albrecht. Mm-hmm. Albrecht. Yes, that's what I like to hear. This is not his voice. <laughs> sure it is. You just did it. Nope, and, and that is not the voice I was I using. I heard it. <laughs>